Hi, my name is Alex. And I'm Sarah, bringing you the third episode of EUR Unfiltered. We're here to normalize the conversation on mental health. Today we're going to talk about loneliness seeming students, being an expat, culture shock, and how to work through feelings of loneliness. We're going to talk to some international students about their experience with these feelings. And since we're ready to celebrate Christmas, we'll zoom in on celebrating holidays while being away from home. Finally, we'll go into the different characters and perceptions of loneliness and its relation to feelings of powerlessness. We'll look at two sides of the same coin. Why do some people experience being alone as solitude, while others feel lonely? Like always, we'll do so with a couple of guests who know a lot about the topic. Today we'll be talking to Samantha of the International Office and international students Rashi and Zara. Lastly, we'll speak to Hodar, who has done a lot of research on loneliness during his PhD. So our first guest today in the studio is Samantha. She is the student life and exchange officer from the international office here at Erasmus University. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Nice to have you. And so you're also from San Francisco, so you're an expat yourself. Is that right? I am indeed. I moved here in 2020. All right. So, well, we're here to hear everything about uh, loneliness and what that's like for our students. And as an international office, I can imagine that you've had some students coming to you in the past and um, having to deal with these feelings of loneliness. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, most definitely. So I have many students that come here from all nationalities. As you may know, there's 180 nationalities in Rotterdam. And I noticed that we get a lot of students that deal with loneliness and feelings of culture shock. And with our students, I really noticed that they're going through these five phases as they come to Erasmus and to the Netherlands for the first time. They're going through a pre-departure phase where they're super excited to be here. They're like just so excited for their journey and everything they're going through. The second phase is the honeymoon phase. They get here and everything is so new, so exciting. They're away from home. Um, but then there's that little dip. So it's kind of like a graph that goes up and then a f- pretty far dip down. And that's where you get the culture shock, the loneliness, a bit of anxiety and the adjustment period to the Netherlands and to a new country. And then next there in the new phase, which is what we hope to get out, get to as we uh, get out of the culture shock is building the new life. And then as they are building their new life and growing, they return and continue their growth journey at home or maybe they stay in the Netherlands. Uh, so I experience a lot of this with the students as they go through loneliness and culture shock here. And then relating to the international students and this episode airing around Christmas, uh, I'm imagining that some of these students are going home for the break. Uh, there's such a thing as reverse culture shock as well, yeah. right? So could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I could also talk about that. So uh, students definitely uh, experience reverse culture shocks as they come home. As many of you know, when they get here, they really do try to indulge themselves in the Netherlands and into Dutch life. But going back home, uh, I could also relate going back to America sometimes, is that they get back there and sometimes they're in countries with less freedoms than the Netherlands. So they have to change their ways again into their home countries or everything they've learned here, all the new people they've met, they're back to their old place and they're like, how do I get back to my home country and have I changed since I got back? And is, is it okay to change and all that? So, so you're adjusting again to yeah. something that you were already previously adjusted to. Yeah. Um, so it's a constant back and forth of having to deal with the different um, norms and, and way of life. In, exactly. a, in a different place. Yeah. And maybe also having experiment with, you know, substance abuse or your sexuality or other mm-hmm. things that might be frowned upon back home. Yeah, exactly. And then having 
And for some students, I'm sure they have a life here where they're like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Like I finally have the things I want, the, the person I want to be. And they go back to their home country where maybe they're like, can I still be this person? So I could imagine that they experience loneliness also going back home and not being sure what they can share, who they are now. Um, it's a bit of that dip that goes back to them also at home. And for the students that do stay here, I noticed the loneliness during Christmas time really does come in because a lot of international students tell me that as they're here, they have a hard time uh, enmeshing themselves into the Dutch culture and making Dutch friends. So if they do have to stay during the holidays, they don't necessarily have their families with them here or as many friends as they would have back home. Something very nice at the university that we do do, though, is uh, we try to set up a Christmas dinner to bring them all together. That is really nice. Yeah, and it's really nice because I notice a lot of Dutch students also come to this because I do remember that there are Dutch students here from other places of the Netherlands, and they don't always go back home for Christmas either due to whatever circumstance. And having lots of expectations on, you know, it's merry and it's bright and everyone's happy, but in reality... This might be one of the loneliest times of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think for a lot of the international students, I also speak for myself, is when you're here alone, you just start seeing all the things that you're missing and you're thinking to yourself, wow, if I was back home, I would be doing this or I would be with that person. And it's kind of like, how do we take that for the student and still give them connection here and opportunities to be with other people, with like-minded people? Because I do think most students, almost all of them, they just want to connect and find a companionship with other students. Mm, exactly. And I think you also mentioned that there's Dutch students coming to this dinner um, because it's it's a focus on the international students at this mm-hmm. moment. But I do think that under the Dutch students that do live here and are already used to the norms and the culture, that they can also feel really lonely. And it's not a matter of having to adjust to something new, but more of a feeling you know, that you don't fit in or that yeah. you don't have that support system. So I don't know if you have any Dutch students that come to you sometimes with these um, with these problems. Yeah, of course. So as an exchange officer, also, I work with many Dutch students that go abroad on their exchanges and many similar things happen to them. Um, a story I could share is sometimes we get Dutch students that they're in their other country, in their uh, host country. And they're like, hey, I've been here one month. I cannot make a friend. Can you connect me with another Dutch student or other people? And there's a moment for them, you know, there's a challenge, of course, that they're on exchange in a whole new country. But it's really nice that they also ask for the support of, hey, I'm lonely here. I'm in a new place. What can I do to meet other Dutch people or students of Erasmus that aren't Dutch necessarily? So I definitely still see that with our Dutch students also coming in. So Samantha, you previously said you're from San Francisco. Uh, Is that also where you've lived actually most of your life? Yeah, I lived in San Francisco for almost 23 years. And then I moved here uh, and I lived here for almost three years now. Okay, so San San Francisco is really your home. Yeah, the U.S. is my home, but I am a daughter of immigrants that came from the Philippines there. So actually moving here was a very interesting experience for me in terms of yeah loneliness mainly because I'm leaving a country where my parents immigrated from and you know they said you know we're giving you the best life possible to be in America and then I left America and it was like why would you ever leave you should stay here and uh, I guess the feeling of loneliness came back again as I got here because I'm in a new country by myself, but also I don't have the support of everyone back home, which I'm so used to. Yeah, so what was that like for you coming here? Because I'm assuming English is obviously your first language, so maybe the Dutch language was kind of a tricky thing as well. Yeah, Uh, so that's very nice. Um, But yeah, it was definitely tricky to not know the language, because what I tell everyone when I got here, it's like being a baby. 
like you just have to start over. You don't necessarily know how to even count or ask for something in the store. And you're really reliant on either yourself. I'm lucky enough that I have a partner here. So I was really reliant on my Dutch partner. Um, but a lot of it was on me. And I felt I felt so prepared to move here, to be honest. I had visited the Netherlands like six times before I even came here. But living here and having to go every day in a new language not knowing where things were in the grocery store was extremely overwhelming. And yeah, and not to have the support of everyone back home and here, it was a bit of like this double-ended sword. Like, I'm so happy I'm here, but I miss some of the support mm -hmm. back home and some things I had. Yeah, it's kind of double in that sense. And I can completely relate with the feeling of coming here as a vacation destination mm -hmm. is so different than when you actually live uh, in the place. And there's a lot of different things that come into play when you actually settle somewhere and mm -hmm. you've got to know the ins and outs of everything. Um, so thanks for sharing that. So you also mentioned you moved here in 2020, which, you know, was a difficult year for the entire planet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I can imagine that having to isolate then even made the process a bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. Could you share something on that? Yeah, I would love to share on that. So when I first moved here, it was the pandemic and I was finding every solution to connect with new people. I think something I really love about the challenge about moving abroad is that you are really challenged to get out of your comfort zone and push through and, you know, do things that you maybe wouldn't do. So I joined a bunch of Facebook groups. It sounds a bit old, I know, um, but Millennial. Face yeah. <laughs> Facebook groups for expats and internationals is super common. And it was actually one of the only places where I was able to connect with people during that time. So having those Facebook groups of other girls going through the same things, other women, other people in general was super helpful because I kind of bounced onto them when things got hard because they also understood my experience. Um, and in terms of being isolated during 2020, it's it was also such a moment for me to be like, what should I do with my alone time now? What is being lonely really hard? Is it really sad? Or can I use it to do something else? And I would say the first six months I was here, extremely sad, extremely just crying every day, really trying to figure everything out. But it was kind of like, a switch flipped in me and I said, okay, I could take this loneliness and I could really cry it out every day and sit here and do nothing. Or I could push myself to keep joining the Facebook groups, keep going to the meetups. And eventually I'll meet someone that I enjoy. I meet a new friend or whatever it is. And then for me, the other solution was also getting a dog in the <laughs> Netherlands. So I wasn't alone. Dogs are great. <laughs> yeah. Millie's awesome. So I ended up, it's not the solution for everyone, of course, but for me to have a dog here in the Netherlands where I knew I was going to live for a long time, it helped a lot because I was forced to go outside. I was forced to talk to people, especially Dutch people. And they come up to me with their dog and they ask me a question. So things so you like can that. practice your Dutch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like, um, also admitting that there are feelings of loneliness there. And I feel like it's also a very natural process of, even if you do live here, like mm -hmm. moving here as well, but living here and sometimes being in a room filled with other people, still feeling alone. Um, I feel like there's kind of a stigma in that in having to tell people like, listen, I actually feel really crappy. I'm super alone. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't know how to speak up about that. Yeah, so I agree. There is a stigma around it, especially because um, these students are attending all these events. They're always in rooms with other people, but it doesn't mean that they feel they belong or that they're not isolated in a way. Um, so I definitely feel that within the students. And it's kind of how can I ask for help and how could we as employees here provide them with the right resources? So in closing, do you have anything that you would like to say to our students? I would say if you're experiencing loneliness right now, feel what you need to feel 
let yourself sit in your space that you need. And when you're ready to talk to someone, definitely release it out to them, release it into a journal and just know there are so many other students, other people, faculty, staff on this campus that also experience this. So you're definitely not alone. And I'm giving you a big hug wherever you are. Thank you, Samantha, for being here and having this great input. Oh, thank you guys so much. Thanks. So with us today, we also have two students. We have Rashi, who's originally from India, and we have Zara, who is originally from Java, Indonesia. Hi, welcome, girls. Hi. Hi, nice to have you both. So we're here to talk about loneliness, and you are both uh, students uh, living away from, from home. So I can imagine that loneliness is something you've both had to experience. So what we'd like to ask you as a starter is, what does loneliness look like to you guys? For me, uh, I feel loneliness is uh, when I'm not able to find very much of like-minded people and uh, feel uh, isolated uh, in myself. Uh, uh, that is very much loneliness to me when I cannot share my heart. And that happens multiple times here. So mm -hmm. that's loneliness. Yeah, I think similar to Rashi, um, like I feel like loneliness to me is when I'm like I feel something and it's so intense that I couldn't even make sense of it myself and I'm it's hard for me to verbalize it and it feels like very lonely and I feel like I can't even like tell people about it because I can't even process it myself. So yeah. Yeah. So for b the both of you it's not so much the concept of being alone but rather not having that connection to someone else when you need it in a moment yeah. you become very vulnerable emotionally sometimes it happened to me that i really wanted to cry so hard and loud but i couldn't somehow just so that it internally starts to create uh, emotional turbulence and you just cannot effectively do anything that you're supposed to do i really like the term emotional turbulence and and for you zara what does loneliness feel like to you um, I think it's like isolating and it's like a vicious cycle where you know that maybe by meeting other people or being involved in something could help you to kind of alleviate that a little bit. But at the same time, when it has been going on for a while, you don't really have the energy to do that. It's like at the same time, okay, I want to meet people, but do I really want to meet people? So it, it can be very isolating and it just ended up like spiraling in the emotions and then yeah, like you have to find a way somehow to break. Yeah, so cycle. if I paraphrase for the both of you, sad and stuck mm -hmm. might be feelings that arise a bit. I also realize it myself that, okay, it's normal to feel these kind of emotions as well. And uh, we must accept and move on with these emotions, work with it. So I think uh, like when I talk to people, my other friends, and they also experience similar kind of emotions, it gives you a hope for everybody that okay we are sailing in similar kind of boats and we can uh, manage it so i think yes many people go through loneliness and if we talk with each other be more empathetic towards each other i think we can help each other more nicely and i think that's a very good point for you both i mean we often when we go through these emotions we have this disconnect between the rational side of it where we know we're not alone in this but the emotional side of it where we feel like oh my god, I'm so alone in this and nobody else feels it like I do. And the only thing you can do to fix that really is to check it with other people and talk about it. That's the only thing that will make it go away. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very comforting, I think, also to have this realization that it is a normal part of life to feel loneliness. And it's also around you more than you think. And like Rashi said, you know, sailing in this kind of similar type of boat, um, then at least you have this feeling of I'm not the only one um, experiencing this. So as we're close to celebrating Christmas uh, and Christmas is usually a time where loneliness ramps up, we were wondering uh, for international students who might celebrate different cultural or religious holidays other than, you know, the Christian holidays as we celebrate in the Netherlands. Uh, we were wondering, what does it feel like to celebrate these holidays abroad? And does it make you feel extra lonely in days like that? Yeah, I think uh, finding your own community in and and uh, abroad environment is very good to celebrate like cultural festivals. Uh, because being from India, before Christmas, there's a very big festival in November called Diwali. So I think uh, last time I felt very lonely during that time. Uh, but uh, uh, later on, I found many people uh, from my home country and we would celebrate the festivals together. So it's nice. It feels home then. And would you say that at those times, loneliness peaks or do you get together more or do those things coexist? It actually coexists because uh, if you go into those festivities, uh, you enjoy it, you like it, but also you feel a little lonely not being able to be with your family and with your friends at that point of time. So it's like kind of a mixed emotions uh, at that particular moment. But I think uh, it's good to go out and celebrate rather than uh, sitting and, and not uh, getting involved into celebrations because then it becomes much more lonelier. And how's that for you, Zara? Yeah, I think Rotterdam is a pretty diverse city, so that helped a lot. And um, last, I, this is this year, I celebrated the first Eid like by myself, so that was quite strange. But I was like, it's okay, I could still cook because I love to cook. And then I just invite like my closest friends to um, celebrate with me if they want and have dinner together. And then I think the ESSB also. Um, uh what is it held a and an if star together and like it was one of the most wonderful nights i've ever had here because half of them don't even celebrate it but they were just there to learn about each other's background and culture and then we just like had like, good food together and it was just i don't know i was so grateful that i ended up going that night because i almost didn't go because i was like okay i don't know anyone but then Yeah, it was a whole community and it was very nice. So, yeah. That sounds wonderful. And I think this is why diversity and inclusion are so important, that we learn to respect and celebrate each other's beliefs so that you will not be lonely at a time that is important to you. Yeah. Do the activities that interests you, that brings you happiness and joy. And also, if you need to... Uh, talk to your friends, talk to personal uh, psychologist counselors at the university, it's it's okay to... Uh, say it loud and ask for help always, I think. Well, we as student psychologists, of course, can vouch for that. But I think paraphrasing, acknowledging your feelings, labeling those feelings and practicing self-compassion. So saying, okay, you know, I'm going to feel like this for a couple of days, but I'm going to pull through. And then taking action uh, is actually what you guys are both saying, right? Yes, very true.
Yeah, and also talking to those around you because you will never know if you don't ask and probably your neighbor is experiencing something similar. So that can also connect you and um, also normalize what you're going through. So thank you both for uh, coming in and sharing your personal experiences with loneliness and also giving some tips on how to deal with this. So calling in live from Hong Kong is research assistant professor of work and organizational psychology at Lingen University in Hong Kong and external researcher at RSM Erasmus University, uh, Hodar Lem. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for uh, having me. This is Holder, calling from Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you here. And so today, of course, we're all on the theme of loneliness. And with your research background on loneliness, I think it would be nice to get into the theory behind it and why people experience loneliness to begin with. And so could you tell us a little bit uh, what characterizes loneliness? For my research, and as well as my uh, supervisors at RSM, uh, we tend to take a more general definition to loneliness, which is uh, like a subjective experience of feeling disconnected. So what it means is that loneliness by nature is a negative, unpleasant uh, emotion. So it's good to make a distinction here because the, for those who actually enjoy being alone, which some people discovered during COVID lockdowns to their best of luck, uh, or for these lucky people, but it's different because uh, those who are enjoying being alone, they, we, we would call that solitude. Uh, so there's quite a different concept from uh, loneliness. And uh, what it also means is it has to be a subjective experience. So just being, uh, uh, just the fact that one is alone or being isolated does not necessarily mean that they are feeling lonely. So uh, yeah, these are some of the main features. Right. So there is a differentiation between loneliness and solitude. And I feel like loneliness yep. often has this negative connotation, whereas solitude is that people enjoy actually the alone time or being on, on their own. Yeah, exactly. I was interested in the group of uh, mid-level managers, um, so the sandwiched population. And very often, the it is, just, you know, with our surveys and experiments, we show that Mid-level managers who felt less powerful are those who are at risk of feeling lonelier at work. And this is because when people don't feel powerful enough for reasons, for example, that they are put in this position, but they don't really feel that they got the position in a legitimate way, or they don't really get a lot of power in making decisions. And under this situation of not feeling powerful, then they are less likely or less willing to share personal sense of information with others especially with their superiors, which then create a sense of life not feeling supported or detached from organizations that would uh, help us explain and also understand why some mid-level managers feel more likely to feel lonely at work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you extrapolate that to students, you might say, you know what, when they get here for the new year, they are overwhelmed. They have no control over the schedule whatsoever. Suddenly workload starts going. Maybe they have to make, make yeah. new friends. They don't know how to do the social relationships and where to go. And that leads to, you know, that lack, lack of power, maybe even. Uh, and that leads yeah. to less self-disclosure and that might lead to loneliness. So could you tell us what uh, the difference is in an empowered student compared to a student feeling powerless when it comes to loneliness? Mm. I think uh, first, as I was uh, sharing with our research, is the lower willingness to self-disclose. Um, and self-disclosure is not just about, you know, sharing or talking, but it's about 
um, you know, taking the risk to be vulnerable and to share personal sense of information with others is often seen as a stigmatized or a taboo topic. So it's almost like people tend to attach like shame and guilt in admitting that they are feeling lonely. And I would expect or imagine that empowered students are more, I would have less issue in talking about loneliness with others. I mean, it isn't a natural emotion after all. So uh, I believe that all feelings or emotions are evolved in us, in human beings for a reason. So in the case of loneliness, it is a signal to remind us that, uh, hey, like maybe it's time to reconnect or with, you know, some existing ties, or it could be it's time to build new social connections. So next to this empowerment and self-disclosure, which as proven in your studies, uh, does contribute to less feelings of loneliness, what is the role in certain expectations or perceptions that you have regarding loneliness? And does that also lead to less of it? Um, I would say for both like new joining students, but also for um, first-time leaders or first-time managers, we tend to have a rose-colored uh, view on like, you know, it's almost like a positivity bias. Like it's going to be great. Like I'm going to feel powerful or for students uh, could be that, okay, after I'm done with the studies, I, I'm i going to, you know, start to be financially independent. I'm going to build my own life, build my identity and so on. So I would say this expectation is sometimes too strong. And for some people, they may have like uh, unrealistically high expectations that when these expectations do not come true, then they fall harder. So the frustration will couple with the sense of loneliness and make the experience even tougher. When it comes to empowerment, self-disclosure, expectations and perceptions, what are the things that students should do in order to, um, well, maybe loneliness is inevitable to some and it's a natural process, but to maybe minimize that a little bit or find ways to cope with that loneliness. What are some, some tips for that? The first tip would be to work on self-acceptance and I'm still working on it and I believe a lot of people are still working on it together. It's a lifelong journey, but I think loneliness along with uh, other unpleasant feelings, they natural. I mean, sometimes they feel really bad, but for some, uh, they would easily feel that like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling negative. Like I should be positive. And this also happens in our society as a, as a grand narrative as well. Like it's wrong to feel uh, negative, but it is not. And instead, if we buy into this narrative, we will further invalidate that we have feelings. The second tip, consider, you know, looking for suitable self-disclosure targets as a game or a challenge. And because sometimes self-disclosure could be bad when we disclose it to the wrong people, uh, maybe some people will use it against us. And it's better to take this challenge and, you know, develop our ability to identify good people to disclose to at university rather than, you know, learning about that later on in life. Overall, it is about personal growth. So university life is just part of the journey of growing into a, a stronger and more well-equipped person to deal with challenges in life. So yeah, I think these are my two immediate tips for students. Yeah. So if I might paraphrase, you'd say steer clear of toxic positivity. Make sure that you acknowledge that, you know, bad feelings or sad feelings or negative feelings in the broadest sense are part of life. We don't have to pretend it's okay all the time. I guess this is the last tip. And I guess this is also a message that we all, uh, we as psychologists all want to send is that uh, it is a responsible 
action to seek professional help if we if students feel the need to do so. So there's no shame or guilt to 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 seek help. Instead, it is a brave and responsible way to take care of uh, oneself. Yeah, I mean, there's so many of us for a reason, right? Mm -hmm, definitely. Yes, exactly. And even if uh, professional help seems like a too big of a step, just talking to those around you and you know, the self-disclosing of, hey, I'm feeling a bit lonely or a bit isolated. I think that can already go quite a far, uh, long way as well. Hodor, thank you so much for um, calling in from Hong Kong and um, for spending your evening with us. In the spirit of Christmas and everybody seemingly getting together, we've taken a look at loneliness. We've learned about culture shock, navigating feelings of loneliness as an expat, and spoke to students Rashi and Zara about their experiences. And lastly, we went into the signs of things and learned why some people experience being alone as loneliness, while others find comfort in solitude. We've also discovered that loneliness is heavily reliant on empowerment, self-disclosure and expectations. So, putting it all together, everybody will feel lonely at times, but some may suffer more than others. At these times, you may feel like isolating yourself, but this becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and will only make the feelings worse. To deal with these feelings best, it's good to learn how to self-disclose and who to do that with. Find like-minded people in hobbies, sports or cultural groups and realize that you have both control and power to change your situation. If you feel like you need help getting there, don't hesitate to reach out to family, friends, teachers or professionals. Thank you so much for listening and we'll hope you tune in next time. Happy Holidays! Happy holidays.